Good evening. We, we are learning tonight Maseches Megillah, Daf Yud Aleph, and as well Daf Yud Beis Amud Aleph. Buckle up! It is a big Amud, and uh, it's not difficult. It's very fast, actually. So we will be done in time in Yerushalayim, and uh, tomorrow no share, obviously, as it's Friday, blot and half on Shabbos. So that means that for Shabbos we're going to do Yud Beis Amud Beis and Daf Yud Gimel. We've given an hour. We may actually use the hour. It's three um, uh, hefty uh, Amudim. No, 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 no. We're staying on schedule. We're staying on schedule. I don't like getting behind. Okay, here we are. Three lines down. We were in the midst of a collection of statements of Amorayim of how they taught, uh, which topics, I should say, that they like to speak about in Maseches Megillah. So line three, Yudalafamidala. He would speak about Maseches Megillah in the following way. We came across water, fire and water. Fire was in the times of Nebuchadnezzar. He burnt down the base of Mikdash. And water be made power when he was gozer al to throw them into the Yeor. Next, that we would go out with Rivaya. That was Bime Haman, that we were saved in a wonderful way. He would start talking about Maseches Megillah in the following way. Last short line, enjoy it. What does this mean? When is it that the world saw that Hashem saved us? It's kind of like today's equivalent of the Six Day War. Like, whoa, like that was that was wild. You know, this kind of, uh, it just popped when people saw it historically. It was an abnormal occurrence and everybody, everybody understood it. Next. Ten lines down. He would speak about this from another angle. The lion roars. The dove shokek. And the bear growls. And there is an evil ruler over the poor nation. Let's go through each part of the Pasuk. The lion is a reference to Nebuchadnezzar because the following Pasuk refers to Nebuchadnezzar as an Aryeh. The Aryeh, the lion, comes up from its uh, from the bushes. That is a reference to Nebuchadnezzar. What about Dov Shokek? What about the bear that growls? Because the Pasuk, in reference to him, says, There was an extra animal, There was another animal that looked like a bear. And this homily in the Pasuk is a reference to Achashverosh. Yosef, no, that is not what is going on here with Dov Shokek. What does Dov Shokek mean, says the Gemara? Elu Parsim, these are the Persians. I don't know that it's so different than our culture, but the Gemara says, She'ochlin v'shosin kedov, they would eat ravenously like, like bears. Umisorvalin basar kedov, they were wrapped in fat, meaning they were uh, overweight like, like bears. Umagadlin seyar kedov, and they were very hairy people. That's what the Gemara says. And as well, they also didn't have any rest, just like a bear. At least that's true when a bear is not seeking hibernation. Once a bear is in hibernation, he's not moving very far. But to get to that point, he's got to stuff his face very well. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Moshe Rasha? That's Zehaman. Al-Amdal. What does it mean that they were Moshe Rasha al-Amdal on a poor nation? So does the word poor mean destitute here? Does it mean that they didn't have any money? Says the Gemara, no. It is, of course, a reference to something larger. Five lines into the wide lines on Yid Aleph and Aleph. What does Al-Amdal mean? Elu Yisrael Shehim Dalim Mina Mitzvos. This has to do with the Jews 
who were lacking in their mitzvos, seeming to imply, and we'll see more explicitly soon, that due to their lack of mitzvos, these negative things were brought upon them. Next, Rabbi Elazar Pasach Lapischa Lahaprasha Samehacha. He spoke about uh, Megillas Esther in the following way. With the laziness, the uh, the ceiling will fall. And with the weak hands, Yidlof Habayis, there will be dripping in the house. What's going on here? And here the Gemara is very explicit. Since there was a laziness with the Jewish people, that they were not Osek in Torah, it was then made that the Sono which is euphemism for Hashem is himself, was mach. He was he was weak, or as we'll soon see, he was poor. He wasn't able to help anymore. We know that the word mach means uh, that he was poor. If you are less than your value, meaning if you're poor. So then, and the word mekare in the Pasuk refers to Hashem. And this is the Pasuk that we know from Sefer Tehillim, which we read on Rosh Chodesh and Amar, HaMekarev HaMaim Aliyosav, a reference to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Next, Rabbi Nachman Rayitzak Pasuk Lepischa Leha'parashat Samehacha, he quoted a Pasuk in Tehillim. Is it Tehillim? I think it's Tehillim. Yud? Looks like Tehillim? Yeah. So it says the Gemara, Shir HaMalos, there's actually some words missing in the Gemara's quote, but either way, Shir HaMalos, Lule Hashem Hayalanu, Yomar Na Yisrael, if only Hashem had been there when a man uh, was upon us. What does that mean? Adam, Melech, is that there was a man who took us out and it wasn't a king. It's always better to get a potch from a father than it is from someone who's not a father, right? At least in the context of, of a relationship. So then we can handle some of the difficulties that are brought upon us. But when it's done by a regular Adam, in this case, Haman, it's not Kishmak. So we'd rather get the potch from, uh, from, from the parent than from someone on the outside. And this was Adam Velo Melech, this was Haman and not Akarosh Baruchu. Rabba Pasach La Pischa one quarter, maybe one third of the way down, Yadala Famadalef. Rava started speaking about Mesechus Megillah in the following ways, with the many righteous, the nation will be happy, and when the, uh, the, evil, the evil one rules over, then there will be a sigh among the nations. What does this Pasuk mean? They were the righteous ones. And how do we know that there was happiness when they were in charge? Because the Pasuk writes, the city of Shushan was rejoicing and happy. What about the next part of the Pasuk? that with the ruler who is evil, the nation will sigh. It's sometimes hard to read these psukim and not go into trup because we're so used to hearing the like certain words. Oh. Uh, yeah, like we just uh, you can't help yourself sometimes. When I was sitting in the base medrash this morning, <laughs> we're going to see that in the bottom of the Gemara, but it's like hard to snap out of it sometimes. A little tacky when you're teaching though. So that's what the Gemara says. Next, Rav Mas he said, Look how awesome it is that a Kaddish Baruch Hu was close to us, that even though we had Xerah Shmad, that on the 13th of Adar of that year, we were all supposed to be destroyed, a Kaddish Baruch Hu was still close to us. Next, this is the Pasuk that speaks about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which is obviously being equated to this tragedy. However, this Pasuk speaks about how Hashem saved us, much like the previous Pasuk, that Hashem felt close to us. Uh, here, the Gemara should insert Rav Amar Mehacha, and then the Gemara should say, Vahibi Mehacha Shvei Rosh, 
Um, what was that was the Pasuk we learned a couple of days ago, one of the best, one of the bad Psukim. And Omar Rav, how do we understand the word Vaihi? It's broken up into two words. The first word is Vai, and the second word is Vi. What is the second word? He. One means woe, and one means mourning, both very bad. Hadad things were so bad that when even when the Jews would have been willing at that time to sell themselves as slaves. But Paro made a rule that you could not have a Jewish slave. They had absolutely nothing. They were totally, uh, just to, just go back to the language before of the Gemara, of Vai and, uh, Vai and He, things were terrible for them. Ushmuel Amar, while all of the bad things were going on, we know a famous Pasuk, Lome Astim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not disgusted with us, Veloge Altim, he was not withdrawn from us, some to destroy us. And how do we understand this? We'll see two Pshatim in this Pasuk. Number one, halfway, oh, almost halfway down, Lome Astim, what does that mean? Hashem did not uh, forsake us, Bimei That was in the times of the Greeks, in the times of Hanukkah. Veloge Altim, that was Bimei Nebuchadnezzar, by the Beis HaMikdash. Yes, the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, but the Jewish people continued. We're still here. L'chalosam, when did he save us? Bimei Haman. What about Lehafir Brisi Itam? When did he save us from that? That was Bimei Parsim. The rest of the Pasuk, Yeni Hashem Elokehem. That was Bimei Gogumagog. Speaking about Nochemes Gogumagog. However, Bimas Nisatana, we have a Brisa that reads this Pasuk just a little bit differently. The Brisa says, what does it mean, lo me'astim? So lo me'astim is bimei kastim. During the times of the kastim, she'ha'amati lehem daniel chananyu mishol ve'azariah. That a Kodesh Baruch Hu provided us with the leadership that we needed at that time with these four uh, nevim. Uh, it's a little bit of a kasha on Daniel. Daniel, as we said earlier, did not consider himself a navi because that was never his charge to be one who passed on messages, but he still had nevuah. Nevertheless, the Gemara continues halfway down. Veloge al-tim, what does that part of the Pasuk refer to? That was bimei that during the times of the Greek, that she'emati, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu set up for the Jewish people, she'emati lohem, she'emanat tzadik v'chashmonoi, uvanov, umatisyahu, umatisyah, kohen gadol. That all of those leaders were there. What about the chalosam? What leaders were provided during the phrase, the phase of the chalosam? That was bimei haman, she'emati lohem, mordechai ve'ester, that they had those leaders. Ba'afir b'isi itam bimei parsim. What about during the times of the Persians? She'emati that there was Rebbe and all of the wise ones of that generation. Lastly, in this Pasuk, what does that mean? That in the future will be the case that no one could rule over the Jewish people. Halfway down, the Gemara says, Levi Amar, what really we should be talking about is from here, start speaking about Megillus. Uh, Megillus Esther about this Pasuk, which is a Pasuk that references the fact that Shaul did not kill Agag. What was the result? Haman. So that was his job. He was supposed to kill, he was supposed to kill out Amalek and he was held accountable for it, but that's referenced here in this Pasuk. That's how we would start talking. That bad things are going to happen. Uh, whatever he wanted to happen to them could happen even to us. What does Achashverosh mean? Just to play on words. What does the word Achashverosh mean? So it says the Gemara, Amar Rav, Rav, Rav says, Achio Shel Rosh. You can already see Achashverosh already played in a little bit. Uben Gilo Shel Rosh. He was the brother of the Rosh, and he was very similar to, Ben Gilo was very similar to the Rosh. Achiv Shel Rosh. He was the brother of the head. Achiv Shel Nebuchadnezzar HaRosha. He was the brother of Nebuchadnezzar. This is not, doesn't mean biologically. It just means that he was very similar to him in his profile. Shenikra um, Rosh, uh, and we know that Nebuchadnezzar was referred to as Rosh because the Pasuk says, Shenamar, Antu Resha di Dahava. You are the head, the Rosh, 
of all of the gold. And Ben Gilo Shalrosh Achashvera was similar to the to the Rosh to Nebuchadnezzar in the following way. Who Harag, Nebuchadnezzar had killed, and who Bikesh Larog and Achashverosh wanted to kill. Who Hachariv, um, Nebuchadnezzar successfully destroyed, and who Bikesh and who Bikesh Lahachari, and he wanted to destroy, Achashverosh wanted to destroy, but he wasn't as successful. Shneemar, the Pasuk tells us, he wrote some accusatory statement about uh, Yehuda and about Yerushalayim. So we see from there that Achashverosh wanted to be like um, Nebuchadnezzar, and therefore his name is Achashverosh Achiv Shel Rosh, just like Nebuchadnezzar. Shmuel Amar, he says a different answer. Things were so difficult for the Jews. There were so many difficult gezeras that effectively they looked depressed. Their face started to look like the bottoms of a pot. You could put even our modern day, uh, our modern day pots. Uh, after a while, there's only so much heat the bottom can take. It starts to absorb some of that blackened color from the fire. And that is what the faces of the Jews looked like. The Chora, that was not a color per se, as much as it was a, uh, an emotional response. But that's what the Gemara says. Rav Yochanan Amar, no, there's still yet another reason as to why he's called Achashverosh. Kol Shezochro Omer Ach Rosho. Oh, he put his hand on his head. Ach Rosho. Just hearing Achashverosh's name, he was so awful. Everyone became poor during his days because he overtaxed people. He started to give a tax, and that tax led people to the point of having no more money, a very high tax bracket. When we see the Pasuk, the combination of the word who followed by his name, what do we then know about Achashverosh? Who berisho mitchilaso ve'adsofo, who is evil from beginning to end. Who Esau, who berisho mitchilaso ve'adsofo. Esau was also a Russia beginning to end. Who Dustin ve'aviram, the same thing. Hen berishon mitchilaso ve'adsofo, bad from beginning to end. Next, who hamelach achaz, who berisho mitchilaso ve'adsofo, bad beginning to end. But then we flip to the positives. Avram, who Avraham, Avram. Without the hay, to Avram with the hay with the word who in the middle, who bitsitko mitchilasa vatsofo, tzadik his whole life, who Aaron and Moshe hin bitsitko mitchilasa vatsofo, and both of them were tzadikim their whole lives. The David who have a uh, the David who katan, he was the small one here, referencing humility, not physical size. Who uh, bekadnusa mitchilasa vatsofo, he maintained this humility his whole life. Kishem she bekadnusa hikten atzmo eitz lamishikalim men of the Torah, just like when he was a child, he knew his place relative to those who knew more Torah than him. Kach b'malchuso so too in his kingship, hikten atzmo. There were those who were wiser. He knew what lane he was in, and he stayed in his lane. Hamolech. What does that mean? That he uh, he made himself into the king. Some say it was a good thing that he did that. Not that it was good that he was king, but that he did the right thing in making himself a king. Some say that it was Lishvach, and some say that it was Lignai. This is reminiscent of the language by Noach, except that this person is a categorical Russia. So it says the Gemara, what's the side of Shvach? Amar lay the Shvach, or 12, 15 lines up. He was the most hush of Russia that there was. So that made sense at that time that he should be the king. The Amri Lala Gnai. Some say that this was really a denigration. Really, he had nothing to do with the kingship, nothing at all. However, he was rich. I remember when I was a kid, like Ross Perot, the only way he got on the ballot was because he was a billionaire, but with skills notwithstanding. But if you have enough money, you can get your name on the ballot. And if you have enough, enough, enough money, you can buy the, buy the election. So what the Gemara was saying is, we're not sure he's such a chacham. He may have been a terrible king. We're not sure. We'll see some samples about whether or not he did any good work right now. But that was 
the Chakira about whether or not he was a good king. The Pasuk says, May Hodu ve'ad Kush, that he ruled over Hodu and uh, all the way to Kush, Rav Shmuel. There's a machlokas between them about the physical locations of these two cities. Chadam or Hodu besofa olam, Kush besofa olam, that uh, Hodu is, let's say, where America is, and Kush is where China is, they're exactly on the other side of the world. The Chadam or no, Hodu ve'kush, Kabe hadadi abu kaimi, they were right next to one another, but Kishem shem malach al Hodu ve'kush, kach malach misofa olam ad sofa. Just like the two cities, had they been on the other each side of the world, it would have been similar, even if they were in the same side of the world. In other words, he was the ruler of the entire world. We have a very similar type of discussion, as we have by Shlomo HaMelech. That he, Shlomo, ruled over everything from Ever Hanar, from Tifsach, Ad Azah. Rabbi Shmuel, a similar machlokas. One say that one says that the cities were on opposite sides of the globe. But Kishem Sheh, so we don't really know where these cities were located, both for Achashverosh in regards to Hodu and Kush, and for Shlomo in regards to Tifsach and Azab, we don't know. Eight lines from the bottom. Sheva uh, Medina. We know the Pasuk says that there were 127 countries, and the Gemara makes a drasha. Initially, he was just the ruler over seven cities. And then he grew to 20. Finally, he reached a peak of 100 cities. Is it 127? We don't know how to count. It's not so simple. But anyways, the Gemara says, if the way that you're learning this type of writing in the Torah of Sheva, the Esrim, Umei, if that's how you're going to learn it, is that way, we have another Pasuk that you have no avenue to learn in such a way. Because V'shnei Chai Amram, Sheva Ushloshim Shana. Because that's, it's also counted out 7 and 30 and 100. What question are we all thinking about? What, what would have been a better example? Sarah. Why didn't it say, but you may Sarah? It was very strange. The Gemara doesn't ask this question. It doesn't matter because the formatting is really the question. And the formatting is the same of the single digits and then the tens and then the hundreds. It's weird that, that we didn't call from the exact same number. But the Gemara says over here that we're asking from... We're asking from this other place of Amra. So says the Gemara, my duck. What? Answer might be by Sarah. It says, May I shun of the asking shun of shun of shun. The design of possible is a little bit different. It's broken up. There's a word shun after each one. Here it's Shavu Shoshim Shana. Just like it's. That's a good answer. I mean, it's it's more of an exact match. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if there's a, the word may would have ruined the comparison, but uh, right. that's a good point. All right, so it says the Gemara, my darshis bay, that's rhetorical. We have no way of darshaning this because that's how old he was. First he was seven and then he was 30 and then he was 100. We know how to count. That's not the hard part. So it says the Gemara, therefore, there must be a different answer. Shiny hacha, when it comes to Megillah Esther, when we said, you know, Sheva Umeya, that had to be different. Why did Kroy Yiseiru? We didn't need those numbers in the first place. Michti, let's let's analyze this. The Pasuk says, Ksiv Mehodu Kush. We already knew that he was ruling over the whole world. Sheva Umeya Medina Lamali. So then why count the 127? Therefore, Shmamina Ladrasha, that we can therefore make the Drasha that he first ruled over seven and then 20 and then 100. Two dots, five lines from the bottom, Tanarabban, and the rabbis teach us, Shlosha Malchu Bekipa. There were three who ruled Bekipa. Rashi, outer margin this time, where Tosfos normally goes second line from the bottom. Malchu Bekipa, Tachas called Kipas Harakia. They ruled over the entire world. This is something that we are not familiar with, where you have one person who's in charge of the whole globe. The population of the world at that time was drastically less than it was now. 
Nevertheless, uh, they were, these people ruled, ruled over the world. Who are the three? Achav v'achashverosh unuvuchad netzar. Achav dechsid because by Achav, what does it say? Chay Hashem elokecha im yesh goyim umamlocha shelo shalach adoni shom levakeshcha. What was going on with Achav? He was trying to find Eliyahu Navi, and every time he would find someone, he'd say he would send out his uh, troops and say, "Oh, did you see Eliyahu Navi?" And he'd make them make a shvua. So it says the Gemara, they were sent all over the world. If not, if he didn't rule over them, then how could he force people to make a shvua? It must therefore be that he was Malach on Al Kola Olam Kula Tachas Akipa. Is that the language? Tachas? So then that's. Uh, yeah. I don't think Achav was wearing a kippa. What? <laughs> that's, that is. That is. You're, you're, come on, come on. Everybody wore hats back then. Shalosh HaMalchu It's the Pope. It's the, it's the papal kippa. By the way, they for sure bought that at Eichler's. It's in the satin collection that, uh, with the, with the bean on the, with the button. But, I don't know. Okay, so that was person number one. Uh, person number two, Nebuchadnezzar, because the Pasuk says, everyone, would have no choice but to give their to give their necks over to the king. And Achashvera showed the Amran because it says Sheva Medina. However, says the Gemara on the top of Yeralef Amid Beis Simon Shastach. We'll get to the Shin, the Samach, the Dalad, and the We'll reference them a few times, four times. We'll reference them as we move along. The Suleika, where there are not other people who ruled over the whole world. Vaika Shlomo. Shlomo is the Shin of Shastach. Uh, he says the Gemara, he didn't finish his reign. Apparently the Shadim took him out of his rule. Says the Gemara, that he went from the king to being a regular lay person. That he was king and then was demoted and then came back into the kingship. Maybe we should say he did rule over the entire world. Says the Gemara, not correct. Shlomo, he had something else going for him. He actually ruled on the upper worlds and the lower worlds. Forget about the vastness of the world. Kush or the whole world or Tachas Kippa. Uh, it doesn't matter. He had the upper worlds going on and the lower worlds. How do we know? That's a beautiful diuk. It sounded almost like uh, too good to be true, but he couldn't have possibly sat in the chair of Hashem. It must be that the chair that he sat on also impacted what was going on upstairs. Says the Gemara, what's the Samach in Shastach? That's the Samach. That's why they put, they put in these mnemonics. They're very helpful. Maybe Sancherev was a ruler over the whole world. Uh, and says the Gemara, it sees the Kol seems to be that he ruled over everything. Says the Gemara, not true about Sancherev because he never conquered Jerusalem. Who is the Dalit in Shastach? Says the Gemara, 10 lines down, that's our Dalit. Uh, the king of Daryavish, Kosav, he wrote, for all of the nations, for all of the people and for all of the languages, the Dairin Bechol Ara, who lived in all of the lands, Shlamchon Yaske, you should have a lot of peace. So therefore, it seems to be that he was ruling over everyone, says the Gemara. No, we know that there were seven countries or seven locales that he did not rule over. He had his guys, his team, rule over how many cities? 120. 
How many cities were there? One, it's not cities. How many, uh, again, uh, centers, Medinas? Yeah, Medina, thank you. How many Medinas were there? There were 127. Clearly, he was not ruling over seven of them. Quarter of the way down, Yeralef Umid Beis. Ayva Koresh. Koresh is going to be our Shastach. He's the Chaf. So now we've spoken about them all. We've got Shlomo. Uh, we've got Sancheirev. We've got Daryavish. And we've got Koresh. Says the Gemara, how do we know that Koresh ruled over the whole world. He said about himself, Kodesh Baruch Hu gave me the entire everything. So says the Gemara, he's just a little pompous. The guy's talking and uh, he's just speaking uh, embellishment. It's not correct. It's just talking out of turn. Says the Gemara, third of the way down at the two dots, put on your math caps, everybody. What does that Pasuk mean? After all, it seems to be right when he got settled, he was the king. And then it says, When did he, when was he Lesheves HaMelech? So, it took him a few years to get settled. Why did it take him a few years to get settled? Because he was dealing with a math problem. Oh, it's like the Gra wrote a book on Euclidean geometry in the bathroom because he didn't want to be thinking about Torah. But when you're the Gra and you're immersed in Torah, so it's a little hard not to think about Torah. I don't think about Torah in the bathroom. I'm I'm from, I'm so from. <laughs> I'm frimmer than the ground. <laughs> he, he knew Pythagorean theorem. I can assure you. He it doesn't matter. He knew Pythagorean theorem. If you're writing a book on Euclidean geometry, you can figure. You know when was Pythagorean? How old is Pythagorean? That's very very old. Pythagorean. No, he's Greek. Yeah. No 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 no. Even that's probably the case. This is arithmetic. <laughs> Thank you, David, for lowering us back to where we belong. That's correct. So says the Gemara, what was bothering him? Omar Achashverosh said, here was the concern. Balshatzer made a mistake. Choshevetah, he made a mistake about how much time it was going to take from one base Hamikdash to the next. We know that it was supposed to be a 70-year gap. Ana Achashverosh said about himself, Ana Chashivna, I made a math equation, and I didn't make a mistake. That's when he was, that was Kisheves Hamel. That's when he calmed down. Mahi, what was the math mistake that Balshatzer made? So we're going to learn his mistake over the next 15 lines or so. We know that from Tanakh that a Kodesh Baruch would save the Jews after 70 years from Babel. That it's going to be 70 years from the destruction of Yerushalayim. You can already see, we don't exactly know what the starting point is of counting. All we know 70 is 70, but we don't know was it Babel or Yerushalayim. We'll ask that question explicitly, but what was Baal Shatzer's Cheshman? Uh, he counted the 45 years of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar because he destroyed Yerushalayim and was king for 45 more years. Good start to the math equation. The Esri Mutzlas de Avil Merudach. Avil Merudach was also a ruler and he ruled for 23 years. We're up to 68. The Tarte Diday, two years of Achashverosh. Oh, he says it must be Hashivim. So that was uh, that was Balshatzer's Cheshbon. And then what then would have happened is that at that point, they would have said, oh, we see that year 70, nothing happened because his math equation was wrong. And then, and what would happen is that, as we will soon see, that Balshatzer would have then taken out the utensils from the Beis HaMikdash that were kept from the first Beis HaMikdash, planned to be used for the second Beis HaMikdash. But once the 70 years hit, they said, Hashem is not coming back. So then says the Gemara as follows. How do we know his ruling is 45 years? The Gemara says halfway down, tough little brysa. Is this a brysa? I don't know if this is a brysa. There was a redeeming, there was an exile, I should say, excuse me, at seven and at eight. We'll figure out what that means in a minute. And galu b'shmona asrei, 
in Galubit Shastra. And there was also a, an exiling that took place at 18 and 19. Let's explain. It says the Gemara, Galubit Sheva, in the seventh year, Lekibush Yehoyakim, after Yehoyakim conquered, that was when Galos Yehoyachin started. She Shmona Lenebuchad Netzar. So let's remember the number eight. This was eight years into Nebuchad Netzar. And Galubit Shmona Asrei, Lekibush Yehoyakim. And in the 18th year of Yehoyakim's reign, that is when Galos Tzidkiyahu took place. She Chasrin Lenebuchadnezzar. How do we know that to be true? Because we have another b'risa. His first year he conquered. 37 years into Galos Yehoyachin. Malach Yehuda b'shnei Chodesh. Yehuda ruled. Uh, Yehuda was ruled in the 12th month, and then this king, who we know that followed Nebuchadnezzar, in one of the years of his rulings, so forget all the details in the Pasuk for just a moment, and let's do some math. Uh, Tamne, we know the eight years from the first part of the Galos that we spoke about with Yehoyachin, the Tlasin Visheva, the 30. Uh, the 37 years that were referenced in the Pasuk, and then the same math we saw before. How do we know how long his reign was, says the Gemara? It's a Gemara. It's just a tradition. We don't have it in writing anywhere. But Evel Merudach seemingly ruled for 23 years. And, and this is what this is where Baal Shatzer went wrong. Amar is still not going to, at this point, we're for sure that the math, because Balshatzer thought his math was right. So once it hit, hits the 70th year, Balshatzer was ofik mane debe this is what Daniel said, what it says in Sefer Daniel, you made yourself great over the heavens, and for the Caleb that were in his house, you took them out before you. What happened to Balshatzer? It's not good. He died that night. The Pasuk also reads, he was able to, Daryavish became the king at the age of 62 years old. It's not a young uh, chicken back in the day. 62 is an older gentleman at the time. And Omar, after all of this math, Achashverosh says, Ihu Balshatzer was mitatai. He's the one who made a mistake in regards to his cheshben. But on Achashib Nevalotaina, I made, a, I made a, a better math equation. Miksiv, does the Pasuk say that we should be counting Le Malchus Bavel? Does it say we should be counting from a king's reign in Bavel? No. Le Bavel, not about Malchus, but about when the actual Gullus began with the people. So that's a totally different time. My Bavel, Gullus Bavel. Kama Bitsirin, how much different is this math equation? Says the Gemara Tamne, it's a difference of eight years. What happened during those eight years? Chashiva Ayal Chilufayu. There was a math, there was some math that was done. And Ba'al Chilufayu, and the eight years were comprised of the leadership as follows. One was a leader, leader of Balshatzer, but we learned he died. Who took over after him? We just learned that was Daryavish Vechamesh to Daryavish Vechoresh. So his math was a little bit different. This was Achashverosh's math. And then says the Gemara, uh, sorry, two lines into the middle with lines. Once Achashverosh looked at his own math and saw that nothing happened. All right, my math was right. Balshatras was wrong. I waited an extra eight years. Now it's time to use these uh, these Kalim in the base of Mikdash. This guy was rolling the dice. And Apik Mane Debe Mikdashavi Ishtamish Buba Sotan Briki Benem Baharagis Vashti. Remember the story of Vashti? That, that means that the whole backstory to the beginning of the Hashgacha Pratis that all of Megillah was about was on this math equation. 
How do we calculate 70? And when Achashverosh critiqued Balshatzer, he was dead at that time, but when he said Balshatzer has to be wrong because he died, and then he's like, well, how did he go wrong? Oh, let me redo the math. Oh, we're only off by eight years. The eight years passed. He touched the spoils. He touched the Beis Hamikdash, the Kalim. And then every, that, was, that was the first domino. So when we start our story of Megillus Esther, that first domino was pushed already when, uh, when Achashverosh touched the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash. Then Vashti died and it opened up the portal for Esther. To, it's an unbelievable backstory. It's so simple and it's, it's, it's Psukim. It's Psukim. So this is the backstory of the Gemara as to how we know that, uh, that Achashverosh was wrong. So it says the Gemara, we know that he was wrong because, uh, because Vashti died. So it says the Gemara, but how was he wrong? He did very good math. He said it wasn't Malchus Bavel, it was just Bavel as it relates to the people. So I don't understand what's the problem. So it says the Gemara, he also made a mistake in his math. Instead of counting from when the Jews were exiled, from Babel, he should have counted from the destruction of Yerushalayim. So, so come a bit, Sira, and how much more time should it have been? This should not say Chadesar, because that's not how we count in Aramaic. It should be Chadzre. It should be 11 years. Okay, Ihu Kamal Malach, how many years did he rule for? Uh, it's Arbesar. So that means that Arbesar Didei, in the 14th year of his reign, he should have been the one to build the base of Mikdash, but he wasn't. Why does the Pasuk say, It said that they stopped the building of the base of Mikdash. So where was his math wrong? All looked well and good. Uh, after you factor in the 11 years, so that's 19 years longer than Balshatzer and 11 years longer than the math that Achashverosh thought. So they made a mistake when they were talking about the king's uh, the small kings, right? You have Balshatzer and you have Koresh and Daryavesh. So it says the Gemara, some of them only ruled for partial years. Amarava, Shanim Mikutos, we made the math wrong. So it should have been actually a little bit longer. That brings us to the top of your base of We have a Brisa that supports this idea. Tanya Nami Hachi. The Ode, Shana Acheres Lebavel. Another year needed to be added. The Amad Daryavesh Vihishlema, he added that year. Now, Lest you all think that this math equation should have been Dvarim uh, Pshutim, Daniel made a mistake also. It wasn't just the Goyim, and it was also the Tamil Chacham. It wasn't a simple thing. So, you know, we would love to learn Tanakh. That's what we learned a couple of days ago when we heard that there was supposed to be a Targum on Vim and Ksuvim and Kodesh Baruch Hu, Yatsus Abbaskon says, no, no, you can't do that because there's Kate Sayyamin. We try to make these cheshbonos, the people who really know how to learn Tanakh, they try to make the cheshbonos, it's got to be soon, it's got to be this. It's says the Gemara, Daniel didn't know how to do it. Second line, you'd base the manala, from our rabbi, af Daniel taught b'hai chushbonah. Dechzib, but what did he write? Bishnas achas lemalcho, ani Daniel binosi b'svarim. I had to uh, investigate in the svarim. The kamer binosi, and I don't know exactly how the word binosi traveled, how, how it explains, but mechlal de It implies the fact that it said binosi bisfarim, it implies that he make, made a mistake. Now, either way, forget all of the people who are involved. We have two psukim that don't make sense. Says the Gemara, mikol makom kashu We have two psukim that, are, that go head to head. So if you're going to say that it's 70 years, 
But we have two different psukim, one that says we should focus, focus on the meloch, uh, the melos of Babel, and one is the charbos of Yerushalayim. So what should we do? So it says the Gemara Amar Rava Ba'alma. What we referenced on the bottom of the previous page, they made some type of uh, pekida, some type of remembrance ceremony. That was the pasuk on the bottom that says Badin that they stopped building, but there was no actual remembrance taking place there. Meaning, we needed to count the seventy from the churva of Yerushalayim and not having anything to do with Babel. No. No, no, he said Malchus So the, the Pasuk, that, no, that was how we touched. Michael might be saying, good. That was how we tried to get out of, that's how we tried to critique Balshatzer, because Balshatzer said it, he, that he thought it was Malchus Babel. It may actually be Malchus Babel. That's very possible, because Balshatzer was wrong. We don't know. We have no idea what the, what, what the actual math is, but I'm not sure. That's a good question. I don't know. That's good. Says the Gemara, "V'hainu dechziv kol mar koresh melech paras kol mamlochos haaretz nosan li Hashem elokeshamayim who pakad alai livnos lo ba'is biyushalayim pakad." He did a pakid, he did a remembrance, something a little, a little uh, zecher. We're at the last short lines, uh, last short line, I should say, and Yud Beis and Aleph. We're going to plow through over the next fourteen minutes or so, so we can have thirty seconds to get to Marv, and we're going to get to three lines till the bottom of the page. Let's go. Dorosh of Nachman Baruchiza. My dechzi. What does the pasuk mean when it says Ko Amar Hashem Lemshichol the Koresh Asher Echzakti Biamino? The pasuk seems to imply that Koresh is Meshichol. <coughs> it says the Gemara Vechi Koresh Meshiach How could you say that about Koresh? Absolutely not. Elamal the Koresh Baruch Hu Meshiach. The Koresh Baruch Hu said to whoever Meshiach was. I'm complaining to you about Koresh. That Koresh should have been the one who that Koresh should have been the one to be the ingatherer. Who's the one who's going to actually get this done? And Rashi indicates that he's not the one who got it done. Other people got it done, but Hashem wanted him to do it. Two dots, three lines into the wide lines. What does the Pasuk mean when it says and then so there's Partamim, which is some type of governor role which was true about Parasumadai. And it also says that there was Malachim by Parasumadai. So how did they work it out? They had a conditional deal with one another. If the king is from us, then then the Partumim, the governor is going to be from you. And if from you, you're going to get the king, then then we'll be the ones who have the governor's trading roles. Next piece of Gemara Baharo. So is Osher Kavod Malchus. So showing the wealth of the home. Um, that Russia, what a chutzpah! He put on the big day kahuna. He had access because we were in between the Bate mikdash. Okay, Ksiv hacha. One pasuk says, "How do we know that you were the big day kahuna?" One pasuk says, So, the that we know that the begadim of the kohan and gedolim had that phraseology, and the word tiferes connects both both uh, cases. So, therefore, we can assume that Achashverosh wore the big day kahuna. Third of the way down of This is referencing the the big 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 feast at a big party. All of the distant cities. Shapir Abad, why was it a good move? Dikari Rechika Beresha, he first engaged the people who were further out. Dibene Masay, 
The people who live in town, he can always be Mephias them. Everyone come to my house for dinner, but the people from far, it's a big tircha. So 180 days is the party on the outside, let it be. And that is one approach to say that he's so wise. However, the one who says that he wasn't wise, you're better engaging your, uh, your close people first. That if the people from the other group, from the outside, come and rebel, at least you'll have your people as a ring around you to protect you. Why was it that the Jews Why were they uh, deserving of destruction? So Omar Lahem, the Rebbe said to the students, you give me the answer. Great pedagogy, by the way. When people ask questions, sometimes they just want to hear themselves talk. So you should give them the opportunity to talk. So good, let them talk. So they said, Maybe the reason why is because they benefited from the Suda of, uh, of, of Haman, of Achashverosh. In Cain, the Rebbe said back to the Talmidim, the people who benefited in Shushan, they should be the ones who are going to be killed. But but the rest of the Jews in the world should not be killed. So then the students are like, good point. And therefore, Amrlo, Emor, Atta, Rebbe, you tell us what you think, Rebbe Shimon Bar Yochai. So he responds, Amar Lehem, they bowed down to an idol that Achashverosh had. So uh, that's why the, they deserve destruction. So Amrlo, if that's true, then Vechimasupanim Yeshbadavar. How can you ever have a Kadosh Baruch Hu being Yisapanim? Hashem at the end of the day didn't kill all the Jews. The Xer was overturned. But if they did have Vodazara, why would Hashem show them Yisapanim? Him. They should have been killed. So Amar Lahem, they only did it on their face. It was only on the face and not internal. It wasn't the Kodesh Baruch was deep down ready to kill them, but he created a frame that looked like he was ready to kill them. That it was not a response from his heart. Two dots halfway down. Bitan Hamelech, the Chatzar is a garden, a Ginas, a Chatzar is a, is a courtyard, a Ginas is a garden, a Bitan is specifically an orchard area where there's only for trees. Now we have to understand all of these uh, different locations. We don't know what the footprint looked like, but Rabbi Shmuel, they each argued about how this party looked. You had different wristbands to get into different sections of the of his property. Maybe you were just a courtyard guy. The ones in the gardens were probably a little more chashuv. They had a different color wristband. The bitan to go into the orchard of the bitan. That's where they would go. That's one sheet in the Amorim. However, some say that uh, they put everyone in the chatzar, but there wasn't enough space. Begina. Then they expanded to the garden area of Alechzikasan. Still too many people. Until they opened up the gates. To the orchard that could hold everyone. However, we have a third opinion. Everyone was they entered through the chatzer and they had two doors. They were allowed to walk around the garden and walk around the orchard. Everyone could go wherever they wanted. Two thirds of the way down. What do these terminologies mean? My chur says the Gemara. They were each lying on beds, and this type of bed had this kind of tapestry needlework going on. It was some type of white wool. Uh, that they were lying upon, because remember that their their tables were like little lay couches, like little futons with a little table. That's how. They, what does karpas mean? Says the Gemara. They were pillows that were made out of wool. What does al galile kesef amude sheish mitos zahav v'chesef? That they were lying down on silver posts and on uh, and on gold and silver. What was going on here? Says the Gemara. Tanya bihuda amra roi lekesef lekesef. Depended on chashav you were. If you were a, a regular guest, you only got a silver uh, a silver bed post. Again, for for the meal or whatever you were lying on. 
If you guys wanted gold, then you if you needed gold, deserved gold, then you would have gotten gold. That creates so much jealousy. You see the hierarchy sitting in front of you. It's so in your face. It's so it's not right. It's socially off. You shouldn't do that. Now the actual bed that they were lying upon was silver, and the legs of all of the beds were the same. The tops were silver, and the bottoms were gold. It says the Gemara Bahad Vashesh that it was resting on a floor made of Bahad Vashesh. These are stones that are very sought after, very hard to find by the people who own them, very expensive. These beautiful Avne um, Nezer, these beautiful gems that were very, very, they were very hard to find. There were a lot of trials and tribulations that one had to go through to get it. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Vedarvis Socheres? says, Gemara, Rav Amar Dari Dari, that there were rows of gems. Ushmuel Amar, Evan Tova Yesh Hayam, there was one gorgeous, uh, some type of gem, Vedara Shema, the name of the gem was Dara, Hoshiva Be'em Sasud Me'ir Lahem Kitzarayim, and when they put it up in the middle of the room, it looked like it was the middle of the day, it was able to shine with such a brilliance. Tana. What is the reason why it says Darvis Socheres? Shekara Duror Lechol Baalei Schorah. Drawer free for all the sechora for all the merchants, meaning he didn't put taxes on them. This is a great thing where people who own businesses don't have to pay tax. That sounds wonderful. I don't know that would be great. Then the Gemara says, uh, "What does it mean? He had cups that were. Uh, what did he want to say? Kalim shoni means." Doesn't mean different. Mishunim If you want to say that they're different, Kalim, it should have said Mishunim. Shonim seems to me that it repeats. So what does it mean repeats? It should have said Mishunim. At that time, there was a Baskal that came from the heavens. Rishonim, a reference to Balshatzer, who died from touching these utensils, Kalu. He died because he picked up the Kalim having done the wrong, wrong math about the 70. And you, and Haman, and your whole party, you guys are making a big mistake. You're repeating that error. That's why it says Shonim, Kalim, the Kalim Shonim, that you're repeating the same ridiculous crime that Balshatzer. Shatter did of messing around with the Kalim of the Beis Amikdash. You should you watch the guy die. Why would you mess around? You're not sure your math is right. The, if Daniel's not sure, you shouldn't be sure. Uh, just Safek Pikuach Nefashos the Hakel. Like, why would you go and take the Kalim of the Beis Amikdash having watched him die? Too much confidence. What does that mean? Everyone drank wine that was at least a year older than their age. So they were already had the big section at Jewel, and they, it was listed by age. Oh, you're 46. Here's a 47-year-old uh, bottle of wine. What does that mean? They followed the laws of the Torah when they ate. Okay, that by korbanos we have this rule that the volume of the of the korban has to be larger than that of the liquid. Uh, same over there. What does mean? That everyone drank uh, from uh, wine from their own country, naming namely that they knew the potency of their. They didn't have labels of alcohol, but they knew what the how the wine was made in their country. So they'd only drink their wine. that they wouldn't be in a place of owning of having been drunk. They were doing the will of each man. What does this mean, each man? Mordechai, how do we know he's called Ish? And Haman, we'll stop right here, three lines from the bottom. We'll pick up on Shabbos, I think, two, I think 254 for a blot and a half. And wishing you all a beautiful night.